Hello and welcome back to the Trap Game Podcast. It is good to be back. It has been a little while. Um, you know, fatherhood has taken me away from podcasting a little bit, but I am back and I am ready to go. I'm ready to talk some NFL. There's really no baseball to be talked about right now. Hopefully that lockdown uh, or lockout gets resolved sooner rather than later because... I know I am ready to see the Yankees actually sign a living human being with a pulse and see what they do to retool for next year um, to hopefully bring World Series number 28 to the fold. Um, hockey's full swing. The Knights were off to a rocky start, but now are back in first place in the Pacific. Uh, it's not really saying much considering how weak the Pacific is. We are nearing... I guess, kind of, the return of Jack Eichel to the ice and finally get to see him for the first time in a Knights uniform. Um, the Hurricanes, the Panthers, absolute units of teams right now. Um, but yeah, hockey's been awesome. Uh, March Madness is right around the corner. It's it's a good time for sports. Unless, you know, your football team's just been recently eliminated uh, like mine has. But we'll get to that. I, I have uh, quite a few thoughts that have been stirring and bubbling up. So, you know, I, I can't really wait to unload on the Cardinals and just the uh, insufficient amount of talent and just common sense that seems to be running in that organization right now. Um, but first things first, I kind of want to get into the games last week. Uh, kind of go over what I think of the teams that got eliminated. And then we're going to go into the spread picks for next week. Um, so, yeah, let's get started. First game of the playoffs was Raiders and the Bengals. The Bengals, after 31 years, finally, finally get a playoff win. Has never happened in my lifetime. I actually grew up a Bengals fan. Uh, my dad is from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh before I switched over to Cardinals fandom, um, you know, I I had the chance to move to any team, and I go from bad to as bad, if not worse. Um, so yeah, football is not my favorite sport for many reasons. Uh, one of them being, I have cheered for two of the worst franchises in the NFL for 27, 25 years of my life. Um, but yeah, man, good riddance to the Raiders, uh, with everything that happened to them this year, how dysfunctional that organization has been, um, this year at least, um, like I said, man, I, I think it's karma that came to them. They were a scrappy team. I'll give them that. I did not expect them to even make the playoffs. Uh, they probably shouldn't have. They really lucked out in that Chargers game. Um, but I, I think Brandon Staley is a little bit, he tries to act a little bit too smart for his own good. I mean, who goes for it in an early game, like early, early on in the game? Who, why are you going for it on fourth down on your own 20-yard line? Like, what are you trying to prove there, bro? Like, just punt the ball away. You have that little faith in your defense? Um. But anyway, um, yeah, man, Henry Ruggs, obviously, they really missed that dude. Uh, took the deep threat away. Deshaun Jackson, 
could just could not compare. Like he had a couple big plays here and there, but yeah, they they really missed that deep threat. Josh Jacobs, the dude just can't stay healthy, and when he does, you know, I, he's a good running back. Don't get me wrong, but he's a little bit lackluster for how much seems to be invested in their run game. Um, and they finally got rid of Mike Mayock, their GM. I think that's a great move. If you look over their last few draft classes, like head scratching moves after another. Um, but yeah, just kind of, uh, it, it's, it's a big year. I, I feel bad for their head coach. I can't Basaccia, I think his name was. The dude did a great job for the circumstances he had to walk into. You know, there's a huge scandal with their previous head coach. Um, Ruggs just gets arrested. Then in the same week, another first-round pick um, from a year or two ago gets released from the team because he wants to flash his guns on social media. Um, yeah, it's just just a weird time for the Raiders right now. Um Derek Carr had a pretty good year, but they haven't really been committed to Derek Carr for the last few years. So we'll see where they go there. Um, I can't see them moving on. Like there's really, unless you're able to go get Russell Wilson or, you know, Aaron Rodgers wants to come to Las Vegas, but it doesn't really seem like either of those guys are going to be too interested in a rebuild. So you're going to really have to see, um, you know, where they go from there with Derek Carr at least. And, you know, does Derek Carr even feel wanted in Las Vegas? Because like I just said, it's been the last few years where they're just kind of like, eh, Derek Carr's good, but we could do better. Um, so, yeah, it, it's definitely going to be an interesting offseason for the Raiders. Um, you know, until, until Derek Carr is off that team, man, and they kind of – rid themselves of the stink over this last year. Um, that was always my thing was I would cheer for the Raiders and hope they did well, as long as they represented Las Vegas. Well, and they haven't done that. They just haven't. Uh, it, it, it's been, it's been a black eye, honestly for Las Vegas. So hopefully they figure that out and, uh, you know, stop being the Raiders of old. You're not in Oakland anymore. You're not in LA anymore. It's a little bit different down in Las Vegas. Um, moving on to the Patriots. Uh, good year. Uh, considering what they had, I mean, Mac Jones looked to be, you know, front runner for rookie of the year until Jamar Chase really took over. Um, but good year for them. I, I think it obviously goes a long way that you have Bill Belichick. Uh, they spent a ton of money in the offseason, and it showed. Uh, they had a really good year. They just ran into an absolute unit um, in Josh Allen. The dude is balling right now. He's playing confident. The first game ever that a team has scored a touchdown on every single one of their drives. Um, I mean, they they would have beaten an all-pro team that was playing full go uh, that day. So... As much as I don't like the Patriots, it's hard to really go in on them right now because, like I said, 10-7 and seven with a rookie quarterback in a pretty a decent, decent division this year. Um, yeah, I mean, kudos to them. Well, uh, I, I don't hope they get much better. I hope they kind of stay a middling team where they might make the playoffs, they might not. 
Um, I just don't want to see the Patriots become dominant again. I mean, do, do we do any? Does anybody want to see that? Maybe besides people in New England. Um, I think we're all just over it. We're just over the Patriots, and it's nice to see them kind of get a taste of their own medicine for once. Uh, and then, you know, having to watch Tom Brady possibly win back-to-back Super Bowls in a different uniform. Um, you know, I think I think that whole argument of who made who better, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick, I think the answer is both. They are both legends in their own way. Tom Brady elevates everyone that's around him. Bill Belichick is a game-planning genius. Um, I mean, it just shows. Last year, they were still relevant, even though you literally had no one on that team. He turned Cam Newton into an actual decent quarterback for a little bit again. Um, This year, again, Mac Jones... uh, Mac Jones is weird because they had him going as high as second um, in a lot of mock drafts that year. And obviously, he got drafted down uh, at 15 or 16. Um, So, yeah, I mean, for the year they had, for what Bill Belichick's had to work with, like, could you imagine if Bill Belichick had the roster that Tampa Bay has? They would go night, they wouldn't have lost a game in the last two years. So, you know, like I said, Tom Brady, still obviously the GOAT. Bill Belichick is a GOAT in his own right. They're both they're they're both just amazing, and the fact that we had to deal with watching both of them on the same team for however long we did, it was just not fair. It really wasn't, and no one else had a chance. No one else really had a chance. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they can really only go up from here, which is scary to think about considering they were ten and seven with a rookie quarterback. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, moving on to the Eagles and the Buccaneers game, 31, 15, it really wasn't even that close. The Eagles scored 15 kind of garbage time points. It was 31, nothing, uh, before the Eagles even put a point up on the board. Um, (laughs) the Eagles are another team that kind of just backed their way into the playoffs. They weren't really that great of a team. I don't think anyone thought they even had a chance And I think anyone, you know, even Eagles fans, if you thought you guys had a chance, you were lying to yourself. Uh, Jalen Hurts is cool. He was a fun guy to watch this year. But, you know, he's he's a poor poor, he's a poor man's poor man's version of Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. Um, The distinct difference is when Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson run, they can open up the field and they can throw. Jalen Hurts, the dude just can't really throw and has to Let's uh let's see how that goes for them. Um I don't really think that he's the answer. Gardner Minshew's not the answer, so I really think they have to go out and get a quarterback if they want to be any kind of um competitive this year. I mean, considering the fact that they even made the playoffs is a positive because I don't, like I said, I don't think anyone thought that they had a chance to really do much this year. Um, But yeah, I mean, good for them. It was a fun year for the Eagles. They were fun to watch. Uh, Hopefully, you know, if you do bet, you took their rushing total for a team like every single week because it would have hit. 
but yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say about the Eagles. Another interesting offseason come up for them. They can really build off what they did. Um, or they have to change their identity completely and kind of geared towards the passing game because, you know, at, outside of Derrick Henry and the Titans, a run-heavy game just doesn't really win you championships anymore. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> the 49ers and the Cowboys. I First of all, I can't wait to kind of talk about the ending of the game. And kind of just show you how delusional Cowboys fans are. Um, and to be fair, I have met some pretty cool Cowboys fans recently. Um, so it's hard to dislike them as much as I have in the past. But man, it is still fun to watch these guys lose. Uh, and and kind of, you know, we lose, we lose about 75% of the dumbass fan noise when the Cowboys are knocked out of the playoffs. Um but yeah, man, you know what's sad, too? And I'll, I'll kind of get into it a little bit more when we get to the Cardinals, is the Niners have turned into a good team. Kyle Shanahan is a great coach, and I think he's showing that right now. Um, coming back from 17 points down against the Rams to even make it into the playoffs, then to go into Dallas and knock them off to advance, it just shows you that is what good coaching can get you. Um and I just don't think the Cowboys have that. Like Mike McCarthy, like, dude, come on. Jerry, you could do way better than Mike McCarthy right now. Brian Flores, the second Brian Flores got let go in uh, Miami, you should have you should have texted, called McCarthy and be like, hey man, thanks for your thanks for your help, but uh we're gonna go in a different direction. Um but you're telling me you can't get anyone better than this guy? It just shows, man. The Cowboys just can't get out of their own way. They can't win a big game. And it has been like that forever. I don't care how talented their team is. I mean, you guys have had the arguably the best uh, offensive line in the league for the better part of the last six, seven years. <clears throat> and even if you don't say the best, it's a top five for sure. That says something. You have Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. Fair. Sure, you can say Michael Gallup got hurt, but you know, you guys still have an absolute unit of a receiving core. Zeke, the guy isn't what he used to be, but a Zeke Tony Pollard one-two punch is still nothing to laugh at. And the defense turned up, man. The defense had a really, really good year, considering that they were one of the worst defenses a year before. And you guys still couldn't beat the 49ers? who at the beginning of the year looked like they were dead in the water. I mean, that's an organizational failure at every point. <clears throat> and let's just talk about this. Oh, oh, the refs. The refs cost us the game. Oh, the guy should have been... This old, old man should have been able to keep up with Dak Prescott on a dead sprint. Dude, do you guys hear yourselves... Do you honestly hear what you're saying? This old man should have been able to dead sprint keep up with Dak Prescott? I'm telling you what, if he's doing that, he's not a ref, okay? And before you go and blame the ref, how do you how are you guys not calling for Dak Prescott's head? You're down a touchdown 
and you have 17 seconds left with no timeout, timeouts. So he runs a quarterback draw and slides in the middle of the field. And you guys want to blame the refs? Get your heads out of your asses. That was the dumbest thing that he could have done in that situation. You get to the outside and get out of bounds, and then you don't have to worry about that. Maybe he just forgot that he had no timeouts left. And if that's the case, you should even be more upset at him. How do you forget that in that big of a situation? America's team, you know, if you're the counter, the quarterback of America's team in a first-round playoff game, which you guys haven't won in a really long time, the situational awareness should be there. And there was none. I wouldn't have made that play. I don't think every single one of you that listens to this wouldn't have made that play. And you would have gotten out of bounds or at least, I mean, I'm sorry. There's just no excuse to it. I don't want to hear the refs. The refs. Well, you know what? You shouldn't have let the 49ers put up 23 on you either. And you probably shouldn't have been held to 17 points. All right. So I, I hate this. Oh, the refs. The refs cost us. I mean, fucking babies. And, go, and, and the same thing in the Bengals game. The, the phantom whistle. You know what? Yeah, there was a whistle. But you play. The refs didn't stop the play. It was some idiot that thought Joe Burrow stepped out of bounds. Like... You have every chance to win that game. The Raiders were driving and Derek Carr throws a pick inside the 10-yard line. So it's not like they didn't have a chance to not win that game. Put up more than 19 points. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm so sick of this. Yeah, sure, it looks bigger because it's at the end of the game. But you have an entire game to put yourself in a situation where that doesn't need to matter. So... I mean, the Cowboys are shooting themselves in the foot all game. All game with penalties. And you want to blame the refs? Come on. Even you guys are smarter than that. I know there's not a lot of smart Cowboys fans, but there are some of you out there. And, I mean, you got you, you have to talk sense into your friends that are trying to blame the refs for that loss. Give me a break. Chiefs and Steelers, what can you say? I mean... A good for the Steelers for even making it. Um, you know, they, they got to face a Lamar Jacksonless Ravens to get in, and they barely won at that point. Um, I mean, they even got the lead earlier in the early in the game, and then let. I well, I want to know what happened. You held their offense to no points, and then all of a sudden, after the first quarter. After you score a defensive touchdown, no, like, y'all just forgot how to play football? You guys completely just threw out the game plan, like, hey, this is working, but we should try something completely different now and let Patrick Mahomes throw for five touchdowns in less than 10 minutes. Uh, how'd that work out for you? 42-21, and it wasn't even that close. Um, this, this is another team, like, Good for them, nine and seven. They really had no business being in the playoffs. Um, you know, good for them, but it's it's another huge year. It kind of just seems like Big Ben doesn't want to be in Pittsburgh anymore. Um, never has he actually said I'm retiring. 
He's like, yeah, you know, this is probably my last game here. Who's going to pick him up? I think this is kind of going to be like a forced retirement kind of thing. Like, who's actually going to sign this guy to be their starter next year? I, I can't see anybody doing it. Um, I might go be a backup in, like, L.A. or something so he can go hang out in the nice weather for, for a change. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, there's not really much to say past that. The Chiefs were handed an absolute gift in the first round. No surprise there. Um, you know, it is what it is. For the main event, for the main event, we get to dive in to the absolute debacle of a game that the Arizona Cardinals thought. I, I don't even think they knew they were playing a football game for the first two and a half quarters. I mean, I already don't like Cliff Kingsbury. And I still, every day, I sit here and I wonder, how is it that a guy that got fired from a head coaching job in college couldn't find another head coaching job in college, had to settle for an OC job, and Steve Keim and Michael Bidwell looked at this guy and said, you know what, we should bring him in to be a head coach in the NFL. I still, I still want to understand that reasoning because it makes no sense to me. The guy has been an absolute hindrance to this team since he got here. After, after the first two drives, I knew it was over. Because this guy cannot game plan. He, he can't, he's not a good enough coach to change things up in the middle of the game. And you saw that. How is it, and it's not even this game, you go back to the last five weeks of the season, yeah, you beat the Cowboys. That was a good game. It was a good game for them, and it, and they looked like the team that everyone kind of thought they were in the beginning of the season, and then you go lose to the Seahawks at home. You lose to the Lions the week before the Cowboys game. And, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury is, I think he's like 80% of the problem. Kyler, I'm, I've been the biggest Kyler supporter. The biggest. But, man, if doubts aren't starting to creep up into my head about this kid, the body language when they're down is terrible. He hasn't, he, he, gets, he gets in these moods where, he just like pouting on the sideline. When things are just going wrong, the, the dude checks out. He's done. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want that in a first overall pick. Um, it's not a good look. I'm sorry. And I don't know if he's the one that doesn't want to run. I don't know if Kingsbury is the guy that doesn't want him to run. We didn't draft this kid to be a pocket passer. You drafted this kid out of Oklahoma with the number one overall pick so he could get out there and he could make plays happen with his legs. 
You guys know I'm not a big, big Lamar Jackson guy either. I'm just not a big fan of these run-first quarterbacks or like run-run-heavy quarterbacks. But the difference, I'm going to give Lamar a, a little bit of a compliment here. The dude can run, and he utilizes it well. And when he does run, he opens up downfield, and he can make plays with his arm. Kyler can do the same thing. Kyler is 5 feet 11. He gets at least two to three passes batted at the line of scrimmage a game, and it costs them. He is not a pocket passer. You need to get him out of the pocket to open up plays downfield. He had six yards rushing against the Rams. Matt Stafford outrushed him. And I, and I don't even want to hear, oh, you know, like, it's the Rams, it's Aaron Donald, it's blah, blah, blah. Like, it's hard to run against these guys. Yeah, I get it. But you know what? The first two games of the season, he ran for 71 yards and he ran for 36 yards. So that excuse doesn't play. Okay? It just doesn't. And and I get it. Like, losing D-Hop, it hurts. It hurts. He's a top receiver in the game. But with a guy as talented as Kyler, your whole season cannot come to a screeching halt when you lose one guy. That's not your quarterback. Steve Keim, dude, I mean, that's awesome, man. You were able to bring in J.J. Watt in his twilight years. And don't get me wrong, that's not a shot at J.J. But, I mean... We signed our, our two big signings this year were AJ Green, who hasn't been healthy for the better part of three years. And you signed JJ Watt, who can't stay healthy. And it happened. And it happened again this year. And we were winning games. And when he went down, it was it was, in my opinion, it was a bigger loss than when we lost Hopkins, because Hopkins wasn't really having that much of an impact. I mean, statistically at least in the games anyway. But Man, like, Bidwell wants to win, so that's the only really hope I have going in for this offseason is, like, I he, he will make the changes necessary, and he will he's not afraid to open up the checkbook to win. So hopefully they bring back Zach Ertz. Hopefully they keep building this offensive line. Hopefully they finally get a true number two receiver behind DeAndre Hopkins. Like, Christian Kirk had a good year, um, but he's not a number two. He's He's just not. It should be Christian Kirk should be playing out of the slot and Rondale Moore. You guys should be using on gadget plays. And I mean, who knows what we're going to do with the defense? Isaiah Simmons. Uh, I mean, I like that kid, but the fact that he only played, I think it was something like 26 snaps on defense in the playoffs is not. It doesn't look good at all. Xavion Collins, our number one pick last year, the dude didn't play at all this year. At all. Hey, Steve, here's, here's a word of encouragement, a word of advice. Stop trying to be cute and drafting these small school kids. You wait for the later rounds for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, they have great stats because they're playing like good high school players in these conferences. That's all it is. Go get some power guys, some power five school guys. Stop missing on your draft picks, man. 
Steve Kahn should have been gone a long time ago, in my opinion. I, he hasn't done anything to make this team better. And I mean, if it wasn't for Kyler, this team would still be atrocious. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I can't say I'm surprised, honestly. Like I said, about the halfway through the first quarter, I knew it was over. It just... It's just so frustrating to watch these guys. And, and they've done it before. They give us hope at the beginning of the year. And then for whatever reason, they just change everything that they've been doing and become one of the worst teams in football. You could have put the Cardinals with the fucking Jaguars and Lions in that back half of the season as bad as they were. So football season's over for me, at least. You know, we're going to roll on. We're going we're gonna to keep making our picks. We're going to keep watching, obviously, because that's what we do here. Um, go Bengals is all I'm going to say at this point. Um, and let's just uh, let's just roll into our picks for this weekend. Um, tomorrow, actually, Bengals start at 4.30 Eastern, taking on the Titans. Titans minus three and a half. I don't get – and I, I do – I did just see Derrick Henry – is playing. Derrick Henry is back. How much is that actually going to help them, though? He's been out. You don't know. He might be rushing coming back because this was technically supposed to be a season-ending injury. And you saw it with J.J. Watt. The dude, he did not play a ton against the Rams. Like, he got in there. He made a little bit of an impact. But, you know... Derrick Henry, who knows how healthy he actually is and how big of an impact he is going to have. The one knock against the Bengals is their defense, but I thought their defense played very well for a team that I think, I honestly think that the Raiders stack up even a little bit better than the Titans. The Titans had a really, really good start um, and had a soft schedule coming down the stretch. If they don't have that soft schedule, they are not the number one seed. This is easily probably the weakest number one seed that the NFL or the AFC at least has had in a really long time. And I'm telling you, dude, give me the Bengals just straight up. I love them at the plus three and a half. I think I they can go into Tennessee and just win this game. They really can. I mean, like I said, who knows how Derek how much Derrick Henry is actually going to play. And their offensive line held up, and I think the Raiders have a much better pass rush than the Titans do as well. So if the Bengals can build off of last week, and I don't think the Titans are a good enough team to where, especially during playoff time, playing is so important. And I think the Bengals coming off their first win in three decades, they got some swagger to them. Joey B, dude, like the dude is the truth. Jamar Chase is an absolute monster. Joe Mixon is a great running back. That defense is solid. I think they go in and I think they beat the Titans. Call me crazy. Call me what you want. I don't understand all this Titans love this week. Um, yeah, man, give me the Bengals. I love them straight up money line. Um, 47 and a half is the total. It looks like it's going to be pretty decent weather. Uh, I think both of these teams can score a little bit. Uh, I can see this being 
I like 28-24 for the Bengals. Um, and at that point, you you get the over. Um, yeah, baby. Bengals. Who day? Let's go. Um, moving on to the 49ers and the Packers. The Packers are minus 5.5. The over-under is 47. Um, I think... Yeah, okay. And this is what I'm going to say about the Niners here. My girlfriend is a Niners fan. So, like, for the Cardinals to have the start they did, sweep, sweep the Niners 2-0 in the season. Then they come out, and now the Niners have made it <laughs> made it farther in the playoffs. It just kind of shows, like, it, it's just the epitome of the Arizona Cardinals have a good season, but still get beat out by your two division rivals that you, that you played well against this year. I mean, outside of that last game, the Cardinals could have very easily been two and zero against the Rams too this year. So that's what hurts the most to me is now I have to watch the Niners play when they were God awful at the beginning of the season. And still, I mean like they are a good team, but they're nothing special. They're just really not. And that being said, I have to take the Packers at the minus five and a half here. It's going to be cold. Um, I mean, I know Jimmy G comes from cold weather, but, you know, he's been in San Fran for the last few years. <clears throat> and it sounds like he might. I mean, I think he will play, but it sounds like he's also injured. I mean, Jimmy G at full strength really isn't that impressive. So him having to play the Packers in a divisional game on the road in 12 degree weather uh, does not stack up for the Packers very well. Uh, give me the Packers the minus five and a half. I would be willing to lay this up probably past a touchdown, honestly. I don't think this game is particularly close. Um, give me the Packers to take care of business here. Um, I do like the under the 47. I can see this being like 24 10, 24 17. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Niners defense will be able to make a few stops on the Packers, but I think the Packers offensive game is just going to be a little bit too much uh, for the for the Niners to keep up with. Uh, moving on to Sunday, the Los Angeles Rams against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is minus two and a half. The over under is 48. Um, I'm going to make this one easy. The Rams are going to win this game. And it's not because I think they're better than Tampa. I just think Tampa, they're dealing with way too many injuries at this point. And at some point, that has to matter. And at this far into the playoffs, when you're playing the best teams remaining, and especially with a guy like Sean McVay, he's going to be able to coach around that. He's going to be able to scheme for that. He's going to shut down the offense. Um now, I don't think the Rams have a blow-away, runaway game like they did last week um, because Bruce Arians is a million times better coach than uh, Cliff Kingsbury. But yeah, I, I just think the injuries are going to be too much for Tampa Bay to overcome. Um, you know, Cam Akers looked really, really good last week. Uh, I think he's he'll, they'll be able to open up the run game, open up the pass game a little bit. Uh yeah, you know, the, the Buccaneers have lost Godwin. They lost uh, Antonio Brown. Now, let's talk about that for a second. 
I don't want to spend too much time on it because this dude is an absolute clown show at this point. But after he gets released, you know, he's sitting there and he's like, oh, you know, like, why do I have to play on a play deal? Why does Rob Gronkowski get to come in and he gets a real contract? Hey, man, Rob Gronkowski isn't a head case like you. I don't think he's doing himself any favors with all of these USAA commercials. He doesn't really make himself look very smart. Um, but yeah, man, how many times has Rob Gronkowski asked for a trade? How many times has he been released from a team and then gone and posted on social media looking like an absolute dipshit? How many times has Rob Gronkowski just walked out in the middle of a game on a team? Zero, I think, is the answer to that. So that's why you were playing on a play it deal. Why would anyone trust you, bro? Why, why would anyone want to trust you? That's why you're on a play it deal, and that's why he wasn't. All right? Well, get that straight. And I'm sure you'll be able to turn it around somehow, but, you know, did good riddance, man. I hope you never play another snap in the NFL. And if you do, hopefully, you know, it's as big of a train wreck because that was the only entertaining thing about you at that point. Um, moving on to the Bills and the Chiefs. What a game, first of all. Um, I can't wait for this one. A couple of my coworkers are diehards for both of these teams, and it is just going to be an absolute bloodbath between them. Um, no matter who wins this game, uh, there's going to be a lot of saltiness on both sides. Um, but for me, with how complete of a game they played, and I know that the Chiefs are a much better team than the Patriots. Here's my thing, though, is the Chiefs, you know, they had a really slow start. And they do this. They have these really slow starts, and a lot of times that they can turn it around and, you know, come back and win. This is a different Bills team, man. Like I said, Josh Allen is playing with a lot, a lot of confidence. Um and the Chiefs do not have as good of a, a defense as the Patriots. They just don't. You gave up 21 points to the Steelers, bro. Like, these guys are averaging, like, 10 points a game. I know one of them was a defensive touchdown, but still. Like, you gave them a little bit of life. Um, give me the Bills uh, at the... I mean, I get you probably money line it at this point if you're taking the Bills. I mean, I don't know why you would want to take one and a half and not just take the extra juice with the money. Um, the over under is 54. Uh, this, it seems like a game that should fly over for that reason. I think it's like weirdly going to be a defensive struggle. And then I think it'll go under um, the 54. It'll probably be like 21, 17 or like 17, 14, some dumb number like that where everyone's like, yeah, you know, it's going to be like a 35 to 42 game. But, and then, you know, it happens all the time, and it's going to be a low-scoring, crappy game. Um, but, yeah, those are the picks. Uh, we're going Bengals plus three and a half. I prefer them on the money line here. Green Bay minus five and a half. L.A. minus a two and a half. And then the Bills minus one and a half. Um, should be a fun weekend of games. Uh, should be a lot of competitive games, I think. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, see who gets into the conference championships. Should be a good one. Hopefully uh, we have baseball back, and we can talk about that pretty soon. Um, I know that they're having meetings coming up on Monday. So 
hopefully that they can stop being children and realize that both of them make money hand over fist and can stop arguing over a few pennies on the dollar and give us what we want. And that's baseball. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening as always. It's always great to be back and to get recording for you again. Um, But yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, Let's hopefully win some money and we'll go from there. All right, guys, have a great rest of your weekend. Like I said, we're going Bengals Nation at this point in the season. Uh, All right, see you guys later.